Welcome to the Nexus People podcast, an exploration of the local UX community. Hey, I'm Ben Watson. I'm Ricky Hopper, and today we're interviewing Emil Poliak. Hi, my name is Emil Poliak, and uh, I'm an assistant professor at the College of Design at NC State, and I teach at Art and Design, um, animation, new media, um, games, and everything to do with interactivity in design. Interactivity, what does that mean to you? Well, it's sort of to do with, um, I guess, with games in our department, but it reaches far more than that. Um, my background is in animation, so um, I was always looking for ways to disconnect from the linear storytelling ah. flow of animation and, and you know, involve the user or the viewer and turn the viewer into a user and manipulate the, uh, the linear story and, and turn it into something else, something more dynamic, more playful, I guess. Do I remember that you used to work at a studio in Hungary, is that right? I worked in, in various studios in, in various areas of design industry from print to, to animation and on various projects as well. I was teaching in New Zealand and in Singapore. Um, so I was actually exposed to lots of different cultures. That's really interesting. What, what was your training? Where did you get your degrees? I'm just curious. Um, I don't know. Well, <laughs> my, my originally my background is in telecommunication engineering. Wow. Uh, which is cool. like <laughs> 80s, and uh, well, that is going to tell you a couple of things. Um, but I never worked in that industry, and I was kind of a black sheep because uh, the reason why I studied that was to create things, to, to generate, to make stuff, to make stuff and, um, and play. And that is not really the purpose of engineering. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but we, yeah. I mean, well, maybe to some. But I don't want. I don't want to have uh, you know experimental bridges, but you know <laughs> experimental gadgets. I could. I could live with that. <laughs> not, not in the eighties. <laughs> yeah. So it sounds like you have a really interesting history. So some animation studio, print, and where else? Um, Print, then you know, web came in, and um, well, the 90s was all the uh, plug and play and drag and drop. <laughs> which, uh, I think it's the worst uh, decade to me, at least, because uh, I like to build things, I like technology, I like to experiment with technology, um, to hack things, and uh, I like things that are open mm. enough to do that. And I think with Arduino and all kind of interfaces that came in um, basically during the last maybe 10-15 years. Mm -hmm. This is again opening a, a very interesting area that um, is fully experimental and I love it. <laughs> so if I was going to think about how your work relates to user experience, I would say that um, you're trying to create a certain type of experience. With all these interactive pieces or tools that you build. And I wonder how, if you would agree with that and if you would, how you would characterize the kinds of experiences you're trying to create 
there's certain adjectives you might use like are you what are you interested in creating creative experiences you're encouraging people to play what are what are the goals you, you have in creating these experiences I think creation is probably the main aspect here mm -hmm. so it's an activity that um, gives you something rewards you with what you created at the end so it's a creative activity that you produce something at the end of the day. I mean, maybe it's a puppet film that is virtual, and right. at the end of the day it's going to look like a 3D animated film. Um, or it's a piece of music or something that you can actually own. But at the same time, you are producing this in a very playful way, so you're playing. Right. Um, and I think that's the fun part in it, that really to find the definition of what play is, in, in with these different interfaces and technologies um, and what engages people. I think uh, that's probably the main goal. So you're talking about interactivity at the beginning of when we started talking. Do you think there's a set way, like the best way to make a certain story interactive? Like I know a lot of people are turning to virtual reality now, trying to immerse people in the narrative that way. Do you think that's the way we should go? Are there different methods? I don't think there's a best way, but virtual reality is definitely <laughs> the area where we should go, I think. Uh, I really see a lot of opportunities in virtual reality um, in all different areas, um, not only entertainment, but you know, serious games and, and medical use for patients and um, lots of other areas. Best way, I'm not sure if there is any best way. I think we need to play with it, we need to experiment with it, and we need to find um, what engages people in a virtual spatial integrity, you know? Because, I mean, we are, we are doing that here, we are experimenting with it, and we constantly figure out new things. Um, for example, one of those things will be uh, sound. I mean, it's part of our life. Um, how do you put sound into virtual reality to um, keep it spatial? Because you are in a new space, you should be immersed in a completely new environment that is, um, it should be completely, you should be completely inside that. So you should be audiovisually inside that. Um, how do you accomplish that? And I mean, there are some experience with speakers, you know, um, around in a room, so when you approach certain elements in the virtual reality world, a certain speaker will sound. Um, those kind of uh, experiences are very interesting, but all this will just generate some kind of experience that we will find useful for certain things and not for other things. So I think it, it depends on what you want to use it for. Okay. Um, let's see. What's a good wrap up? So um, one question that um, I threw at Pat when we last spoke was uh, if somebody is walking out the door, uh, somebody who you've trained until they're graduating, um, what is the like parting piece of advice that you would give to them as they go out into the world? Well, probably just to keep learning, I mean, never stop learning. Probably that's the, the, mm -hmm. the biggest advice I can give because um, I think 
learning is, for example, in design, but I think in engineering as well. It's you just need to, and that's not just being, you know, up to what's out there, but really trying to explore your own limitations and and push yourself right. um, towards new things. I think that's that's probably the most important um, advice I can give. Um, other than just don't let people walk through you, <laughs> which is a lot of advice. <laughs> That's right. Figure out who you are and, and stick to it. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Emil. You're welcome. You've been listening to the Nexus People podcast. To learn more, go to our website, nexus.ncsu.edu. That's nexux.ncsu.edu. You can learn more there about our monthly meetups. We're also on Twitter at Nexus underscore USA. Thanks for listening.